In a world where knowledge is power, listen to industry-leading experts discuss the future of digital currency. Welcome to the Crypto Untangled podcast. Learn the ins and outs of cryptocurrency and blockchain and take your wealth to the next level. Now, here is your host, Dr. Budib. Hello everyone, how are you guys doing today? Happy Thursday and let's turn each day our masterpiece. I'm Yonida and you are listening to another episode of Crypto Untangle. Innovation, any new idea, by definition, will not be accepted at first. It takes repeated attempts, endless demonstrations, monotonous rehearsals before innovation can be accepted and internalized an organization. This requires courageous passions. We have been talking about blockchain, cryptocurrency, smart contracts, CBDC, and so many other fintech terms and financial terms. Also, we have spoken about their innovative applications, especially the application of blockchain into the financial market, into the development of a company, and so on. But honestly, until now, we never have spoken in details about them. Yes, we know that blockchain, like just by googling it, maybe if you have listened, some of my guests have also explained what blockchain is. We all know that it is a digital ledger that stores data. It seems complicated, right? From the first sound when you hear it, ledger, data, blockchain, and so on. Yeah, it sounds complicated. A blockchain is a type of a database. And to be able to understand blockchain, you first need to understand what a database is. On the other side, we hear many times about the digital currency, the regulations of a digital currency, the CBDC, the Central Bank of Digital Currency. We hear about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and so on. And this list can continue as we speak. Cryptocurrency itself is an internet-based medium of exchange which uses cryptographical functions to conduct financial transactions. Cryptocurrencies use or incorporate blockchain technology to gain decentralization, transparency and immutability, which are the three core principles of a cryptocurrency. I'm sure now that many of you, driven by the curiosity, eagerness to learn, might take a step forward and ask for the questions to learn more. But unfortunately, on the other side, many of you might just take a step back and do not even try to get to know what I'm talking about, for the only reason that it sounds complicated, difficult. I cannot deny it, it does, but in the era that we are living, In this time of technology and internet, all your questions can be answered by simply Google it, right? And in the era of knowledgeable people, of real experts, innovation and simplicity become your best friends. Innovation comes from saying no to thousand things and it will survive only when people will believe in their own ideas. In today's episode, I have a special guest, a real expert with a deep knowledge in finance, hedge funds, 
crypto market and blockchain. I have the great pleasure to present you exclusively from Paris for Crypto Entangled, Mr. Imad Warde, the CEO of HedgeGuard. For about 30 minutes, Imad will explain to you all the ABCs of blockchain and everything you need to know about cryptocurrency and its applications in the most simple way. Stay tuned and listen to it. Hello. Hi. Hi, Imad. How are you? Very good. And you? I'm fine. Thanks. Imad, thank you again for being part of the Crypto Untangled show. And to start our conversation, I would like to ask you, what is blockchain? When it was first created and what are the, its core fundamentals? Thank you for uh, hosting me today. So the blockchain is a database. So for those who do not understand what a database is, I'm going to take the example of wardrobe. Okay, so in your wardrobe, you have your uh, clothes. So the wardrobe is the database for you in the sense that it stores your clothes. So a database is it's just a store that stores uh, information. So on your iPhone, for example, you have a database that stores the data that you use on a daily basis. The difference between a regular database and blockchain is that blockchain also stores the history of your data. So it stores how the data or where the data went, who manipulated it, and it stores it in a truthful manner. That means you cannot falsify it. Yes, if you want to make it easy to understand, this is how I would define the blockchain. We know there was a lot of work around the blockchain in the 90s maybe before. This is the real date for a blockchain. So we know that Bitcoin officially launched around uh, 2012. And that's officially because works started before. And the fundamentals of blockchain is that it's decentralized. What do we mean by decentralized? Everybody talks about decentralization and politics. So if you have one president for a whole country and everything is happening in the capital of a country, we call it centralization. That means the governance is very well defined. In a decentralized world, you give power to more people and there is no one who can say the truth. Many, many can do that. And in this case, the governance of the blockchain is decentralized. That means there is no central power over it. Thank you, Matt. And can anyone start a blockchain? And on the other side, we hear a lot about uh, cybersecurity and smart contracts, which are closely related to blockchain. Can you please speak us more about it? Or maybe for the audience who will listen to us, can you please give us more details or information about it? So can anyone start a blockchain? Yes, anyone can start a blockchain, but first you have to learn math and computer science. Then you have to become an engineer in a certain way, and then you can start your own blockchain. So there's a lot of math involved. There is a lot of uh, computer engineering involved. And yes, you can start a blockchain. I personally didn't try to start a blockchain, so I cannot tell you for real if everybody can start a blockchain. But yes, it's based on computer concepts. So <laughs> you have to do some studies around. Now, I will not reinvent the wheel. I use blockchains that are already out there and try to adapt them to a business case. Mm -hmm. You talked about smart contracts. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of smart contracts, what I can tell you is initially you had the blockchain, which is mere database. You know, only engineers could understand this and, uh, and not even engineers, like uh, real uh, R&D people who could understand this. So it didn't pick up. Then we had Bitcoin. That was the second phase. Bitcoin was a use case of blockchain. And it was very revolutionary because the people behind Bitcoin wanted to change the world and change oh, currencies, yeah. etc. And that, that might take a hundred years. But again, small audience. So it is still, you know, very, very small. Even 
even when we talk a lot about, about Bitcoin today, I mean, the amount uh, that is traded on Bitcoin is $300 billion, while there is $250 trillion in the world and more than one quadrillion in transactions in the traditional finance. So Bitcoin is really very small still. So another protocol have been put place, a blockchain called Ethereum, in which we added smart contract. What does this mean? It means that you have a coin that you can uh, customize. So like they gave us the railways and the smart contract is a way to customize this token. So today uh, you have the Bitcoin, you have the Ethereum, but on Ethereum, you can adapt Ethereum to create your own. So I can create my own HedgeGuard coin based on protocol using smart contract. And this has given a wider audience to the blockchain uses. Is blockchain secure? safe for whomever want to use it? It depends what we're talking about. The protocol itself is extremely secure. There's nothing more secure than a blockchain. And what does this mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. If you can store things on the blockchain in a very secure manner, okay, but you need to have a password. Now, this password is very big. You cannot put it in your pocket. You cannot put it in your, uh, in your mind. You have to store it somewhere. Now, if you store it somewhere and someone comes and and steal it, then he can go to the blockchain and steal your asset. Now, how securely you can store your password, this is debatable. See, so the blockchain itself is very secure, but you have to secure also your password. And this is what people are not storing well, because the security of the individuals is not that high. And indirectly, the blockchain becomes not very secure for certain people. So for the one who knows how to store his password or her password, then the blockchain is a very secure place. We spoke about Bitcoin, you tackled a bit, and Ethereum. And now I want to ask you about cryptocurrency. What is cryptocurrency and how does it cooperate and work with blockchain? What is the relation? So you're asking me a question about cryptocurrency as if everybody knows what currency is. So a currency today, why do you have a currency? A currency is a means of exchange. I can give you money and then you can give me something else, right? Yeah. You never give someone You never give someone just money. Even when you are in charity, if you give someone money, people expect to get love. So currency is a means of exchange. How does it come to be? Someone has to print it. Who's printing this currency? Who's printing this money? This is the central bank. So as opposed to a regular currency, cryptocurrency does not need a body to print it. It doesn't need governance to be printed. It is printed without a central bank. This is the, the, the main difference between cryptocurrency and a central currency. So what we call currency today is actually a central currency governed by central banks. And what we call cryptocurrency is actually a decentralized currency that does not need proper governance. Thank you, Matt. And you said now the central bank has the authority or the privilege, how to say, to print the currency that we use. Mm. And we hear or I'm pretty sure that everybody heard CBDC, the Central mm -hmm. Bank of Digital Currency. Mm -hmm. Can you please describe it? What is it? What is its role and fundamentals? And um, how is the relation with the cryptocurrency? Okay, so when we talk about Central Bank Digital Currency, we're not talking about cryptocurrencies anymore in the sense that it, is, it has a decentralized governance. Okay. We're talking about the technology on which cryptocurrencies have been built. So what we can do actually is use the blockchain, but still issue ourselves this currency. So what changes? We're taking from the cryptocurrency only the database that we talked about initially. What did we say? We said that this database does not contain only the data, but also it contains the history 
of the data. Where this data went, where did it go, who had it, what did he do with it, where did he transfer mm -hmm. it, and so on. So if I use this technology, well, actually, it's much better than the one that we have today because it's open, we can access it very easily, and we have much, much, much more information embedded because we can see, so if a terrorist actually had uh, the money at a certain point, we know that this money is not clean, for example. So it is a very good way to do anti-money laundering. That's one. Two, we will have a much better traceability of flows. So you can see how money is flowing, okay? And money, as you know, is the water of economy. If you take off the money, no more life in the economy. So if money is water and it's flowing and I, I can see how the flow is going, I actually have a much better understanding of the money and I can have better policies. So in this sense, definitely we have to have central bank digital currency. And the implication of this are big. Why? Because if you use the blockchain technology, that means money is going to circulate on internet. It is not going to circulate like it is circulating today through banks. Today, your money is at the bank. So you don't have your money. No. You don't have your money. Who has your money? It is the bank that has the money. You have your money only when you have uh, the bills, you know? Only when you have a $100 bill, that is your money because you bear it in your hand. Whenever it is deposited at the bank, it is the, the bank's money. Now, if the money now becomes digital in the cryptocurrency sense that means it becomes on a blockchain mm -hmm. that means you have access directly to it that means it is deposited on internet but you have access to it now the banks are going to change that means the bank we're not going to deposit money with the banks anymore but we are going to deposit our passwords with the bank mm -hmm. so the bank becomes instead of being custodian of assets it becomes custodians of passwords and the problem is it's the same if i give the bank the password it will go and pick up my money now new technologies have come this year where you don't have to give the whole password to the bank you mm -hmm. just give a part of the password. Another part is with you. People cannot steal you anymore. Yeah. The bank, the bank cannot take the money without you. You have to come together with the bank to access the money. So this is what central bank digital currencies imply. Money is not deposited at the bank. It's deposited on internet. So I'm, I'm trying to vulgarize it, okay? It's, it's a little bit more complex than this, but sim simply put, it's on the cloud. You have part of the password, the bank has part of the password, you come together and you access the money wherever you are in the world. Now, the second implication is I can send you money directly. So there is the peer-to-peer, -peer, the peer-to-peer -peer dimension mm -hmm. that is not in today's banking system. If I want to send you money, I have to go through the bank. The bank has to go through the central bank, the central bank through the other bank. So it's very complex. You cannot send money uh, right away. Now, even though like with Revolut, for example, you can, you can send the money peer to peer. This is one way of doing it, but you know, it's just Revolut or certain applications who are doing it. In the blockchain case and central bank digital currency case, people are going to be able to send money directly without a central body. And this is also a major enhancement because money would be transferred instantly. And since it is transferred instantly on the blockchain, we are going to keep all the history. So we are, one, making it much faster to transfer money, much more secure, with much more traceability. Corruption is going to go down. With less intermediary, that means less fees. This is what it implies. So when people, uh, when people say with uh, central bank digital currencies, great 
the issuing of the currency is going to still be central. That means the central bank is going to decide whenever to print money. But instead of printing money on a bill, they are going to print the money on the cloud. That's a major difference. I heard recently, and it was maybe 10 days ago, about the Central Bank of Lebanon. And they're going to issue, they will launch the digital lira or the digital Lebanese pound by 2021. What's your opinion about it? How it will affect the economic situation or the people living in Lebanon? And as well, it will be kind of like a way how to fight maybe bribery or tax evasion. What do you think that this digital lira will bring? Yes, actually, if everything goes on on digital lira, yes, bribery is going to be very hard because we can track it. Now, I don't know if they know what they are doing first. This is the first thing. I don't know what they, if they know what they are doing, the way if, it, if it's going to be well done. But yes, it's going to affect bribery. Only if we go 100% crypto, yes, corruption is going to be pretty much lower. But also it can have a much bigger implication in the sense that if, if you want to access the system, first you have to have a digital identity. So we can digitize identities because a compliance becomes much easier. So okay, if you want to have access to it, if you want to do a full program of digital currency, this is how it should be done. First, digital identity before the digital currency. So I put all the Lebanese people on blockchain where, where there's a digital identity. Second, we do the digital currency. Three, we need a mean to store this currency very securely. This is what I call the custodial technology. And the good news is I know that this piece is done because this is what we do. Yeah. With our partners, we have a, an extremely secure, uh, an extremely secure way of uh, transferring and settling this uh, digital currency. So, so this is the third thing that is needed. The fourth that you can put on is if you make all um, all businesses deal with cryptocurrencies, you can also set up within the system an accounting, the accounting. So even the accounting. You will not be able to be, you know, to hide taxes from an accounting point of view, because as you, as you know, the Lebanese accounting system is inexistent. So uh, taxes, we can't talk about it. There is <laughs> corruption all over the place, but you can impose actually an online real-time accounting for everyone. Is it doable? Yes, it's doable because we also have done this. So it can have a, a huge implication on a country because it is like you are revamping the country. And then you can also put a vote system on uh, on it, because since now you have the digital currency with 100 full traceability and, sec- and f- full security, now people can vote directly on the blockchain also. So it will have implications on, on the governance of a country because the, the whole voting system can change. See, uh, why do you need deputies? Why do you need so much deputies and so much, so much? Because you need to take your their opinion on certain matters. Why did we have this uh, deputy system? It's a very ancient system. It's like two thousand years ago. We don't need it anymore because people can vote directly on directly. Once you have the digital uh, digital identity, you can have. So it is about creating a government two point zero, knowing that the one point zero was two thousand years ago with uh, with the Greeks maybe more, um, more than 2,000 years ago. So it, it will have a huge implication. So it is either well thought, change a country in, from the ground up, or it's just an effect, you know, trying to announce something new uh, to look smart. So I don't know where we are exactly in this, uh, in this sense. But, yeah. yeah, but definitely, I mean, if, if you're looking for hype, uh, you know, for nice words and trendy words and 
and looking smart and yes we are doing it no i don't think this is uh, this is how, how we should do it really build it from the ground up with the um, thoughtfully and i think we can do uh, something really great now i have absolutely no idea about what they have in mind but i wish them the best of luck because it's a very good project if they do it well and how do you think the people will uh, see it or will expect it because as far as i know especially the age 50 and above when you speak about cryptocurrency digital payments smart contracts and so on it's a bit of out of the way that they were used so without the bill the paper that they have to pay for them is this a big questions and they say like how what is it and how we are going to use it and this is not only for lebanon but it's like worldwide in diff many many countries so the people that invest in cryptocurrency or the cbdc or how to say how they have to spread the knowledge how they should spread it for these people based on your what's your opinion about it It's not going to happen overnight. It will take some time. You know, a baby takes uh, nine months to uh, to come out. It's not going to happen. So first we have to do it and then it has to be adopted. Yeah. So you have to have a phone. If you have a phone, a smartphone, and you know how to use your smartphone, we need to do simple, easy to use application. And by the way, WhatsApp now in India, you can send money through WhatsApp. So this is how it's going to happen. Ultimately, if you want to have a, a very simple use case, maybe you have to ha- hook up WhatsApp to it so people can start sending crypto through, through WhatsApp. Now, you tell me how easy it is to send money with WhatsApp. You just send a text or send money through WhatsApp. This, this is how easy it is. How big is the adoption of the smartphone or, and WhatsApp in Lebanon? When I tell you one thing, revolution in Lebanon happened because, what, because of the WhatsApp tax. I don't know if you remember in October remember. 2019, 2019 happened because of this. So I think it will have a wide adoption in Lebanon if it's done in a smart manner. But also... I need this is why I'm here today I'm here today basically to simplify it and to talk about it so people can start you know take interest in, into it and maybe read about it because today also if you want to read about something everything is on Google you just go read about it everything is out there educate a little bit yourself and and it will be fine now I don't know if you you've been to Lebanon yeah of course okay do you take the private buses in Lebanon have you ever taken no mm-hmm. yes it's very dangerous for a lady so I always take those They are very cheap actually for a couple of cents you can you can do like 60 kilometer a, a trip and who takes those buses I always do it my mom becomes crazy because uh, they you know they 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 That's drive wow. very fast <laughs> when you go up into those buses you have very 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 poor people you know taking those buses because it's very 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 cheap and The people who are taking those buses, so you have the very poor, you have also many people coming from Syria that they can barely pay the uh, ticket. They all have smartphones. All of them are working on their smartphones. So even the very poor have smartphones in Lebanon. So just this is just to say that adoption can be very fast. And if you speak now about um, like so many countries like USA, we have South Korea, Japan, they are doing the testing now for digital yen, China, already are uh, testing and adopting of it in different uh, areas in uh, general speaking what will be the effect of the cryptocurrency if i speak in the sa- people savings or in general in the financial market well india digitized currency in a certain way i'm going to tell you what they did they did it properly first india it took two years to india that's a couple of billion of people to first digitize the identity this is what they did So the government can send money directly to the poor 
when in need. This is what they did in India. They first digitized the identity and they did a system where they can send money directly through without the banks because I think, I'm not sure of the figure, but apparently if the government wanted to send a billion, a hundred dollars, only $30 would, you know, get to destination. I need to double check the figure. I'm not sure whether it's 30% commission that ha that used to be taken or 70% because corruption in India is maybe not as bad as in Lebanon, but it's pretty bad. So if you want to send money directly, you can, you could do it. And with the blockchain, actually, you have, as we said, a much better traceability. In China, they really implemented the uh, ERMB and, and it's, it's being traded now. There's millions of transactions happening. It's a big success. However, it's a little bit opaque. You know, we know that there's millions of transactions happening only in four counties. It's being tested now. It is not open to trade on exchanges, for example. And so it's still in a test period, but we, th we think that the Chinese cryptocurrency is actually picking up. The test is being well conducted and is really happening out there. So we're waiting for this currency to open up a little bit more so we can see how the trade internationally. The implication is huge because the most important thing in life is to start. See, if you just have to make the first step yeah, exactly. and actually China made the first step on digital identity, also India made the step. So that's it. I think the humanity will take it from there. The euro, the European Commission also is studying this. Uh, the, the European Central Bank is looking at it. The Americans are a little bit rigid about it, but we know that the Americans can go very fast once they make a decision. They are getting more flexible. We'll see how it goes with uh, after the election. Uh, so yes, we, we, made the, we made baby steps, first steps. So we opened it up. Now we have to close it. And Imad... You are someone that invested knowledge and in crypto market and you are experiencing it. What's your message or advice that you would like to share with our audience? If you're interested in finance, I mean, there's a revolution happening out there. And what a revolution means, it's like we are going to do, you know, a full circle. So, but the, you know, while you're doing the full circle, you learn a lot because this is like you're traveling, actually. It's uh, it's one nice trip. If you're interested in finance, if you're interested in money and in the future of money, just jump in right now. Open an account. If you can open an account, start trading, lose some money. I, I never expect to make money while I'm learning. I expect to lose money. Don't be afraid of losing some because you are going to gain the knowledge and this knowledge can be monetized at a certain point. But step in, jump in first because the opportunity is for the one who, you know, take the courage and uh, step in first. So it's still, it is still a baby market, but that's a baby market that can grow fast now. Thank you, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your information. I'm pretty sure the audience will really enjoyed it. And I wish you all the best. And I hope that we will keep in touch and I will have you again as a part of the show. We can discuss further development in the crypto market and so on. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we just had Mr. Imad Warde, the CEO of HedgeGuard. Imad explained in a very simple and detailed way the idea behind blockchain, cryptocurrency, and their applications in the financial market. Why developed countries are embracing the digital currency and what is the innovative idea behind their creation and system adaptation? Especially, he explained the positive effect that the application of a digital currency could have in countries with financial problems such as Lebanon and be a weapon against bribery and corruption. For your information, HedgeGuard is a portfolio management solution 
designed to help businesses dealing with hedge funds, asset management, family office, and crypto funds. It is the best combination of portfolio management system and middle office outsourcing service designed for traditional crypto or hybrid funds. With offices in London, in Sydney, Paris and Beirut, the HedgeGuard team works closely with a wide range of hedge funds, asset managers and family offices. They work alongside their clients through all the different stages of their growth, providing them with the tools necessary to achieve their goals. For more details and information about HedgeGuard, please go to their official website hedgeguard.com. Follow them on Twitter at HedgeGuard and on LinkedIn HedgeGuard Financial Software. Once you have an innovation culture, even those who are not scientists or engineers, poets, actors, journalists, they, as communities, embrace the meaning of what it is to be scientifically literate. They embrace the concept of an innovation culture. They vote in ways that promote it. They don't fight science and they don't fight technology. So, dear Crypto World, thank you for being with me today and hope you have enjoyed the 16th episode of Crypto Untangled. Crypto Untangled is already available on Google Podcast, on Spotify, on Apple iTunes and Deezer. So you just need to click follow and you can listen to us anywhere from everywhere. This program is brought to you by Crypto News Lebanon, a media website aiming to spread knowledge, information and news about all the ins and outs of crypto market and adaptation of blockchain into the MENA region. So, if you are interested to hear more about the latest news and current updates, please go to CryptoNewsLebanon.com. Thank you again, guys. Until the next episode, take good care of yourself, stay positive, embrace knowledge and innovation. And remember, ultimately, progress and innovation will always win. Till the next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit us at CryptonNewsLebanon.com. We'll see you soon.